Hey everybody, this is Alf. Welcome back to the Macro Compass. This is the second piece of the Bond Market 101 series that we launched last week. And this week we're going to talk about real interest rates. Warren Buffett once said, when you combine ignorance and leverage, you get some pretty interesting results. There are three main takeaways that I want you to get out of this piece. The first is that real yields are very important. The second is that real interest rates were in a secular declining trend centuries before the Federal Reserve or other central banks were actually even established. And third, relative levels of, of real yields are much more important than absolute levels, and these relative levels should be measured against the equilibrium rate R star that we are going to define. So why a real yield very important in the first place is because our system is a credit-based monetary system. And leverage is the very backbone of this system. Real interest rates basically determine how cheap or expensive economic agents find the access to this newly created credit to be, especially against their ability to generate long-term cash flows and earnings to service this increasing leverage. Real interest rates were in a secular declining trend centuries before the Federal Reserve or other central banks were established. And that's because the most important drivers of long-term real yields are rather to be found in demographics and productivity trends than in monetary policy decisions. Central banks calibrate short-term real interest rates, or they try to do so, trying to be accommodative or restrictive during certain cycles of the economy. But they are not capable of driving long-term real interest rates the structural trends of real interest rates are rather defined by demographics and productivity trends. And the third and most important aspects is that relative levels of real yields against the equilibrium rate R star matter more than absolute levels. What the heck is R star? So R star is an unobservable theoretical real interest rates at which an economy runs at its own potential growth rate without overeating or unduly cooling down. And so central banks closely look at our star and try to estimate it because they can calibrate monetary policy this way to facilitate economic growth, employment, and price stability. If they decide to set short-term real interest rates below our star, they want to foster a faster cyclical economic growth. They can also decide to bring real interest rates, short-term real interest rates above our star and in that case, they would be uh, trying to cool down the economy. Now, the problem is that R star has been secularly declining because of poor demographics and stagnant productivity, and central banks have no other option rather than just cutting policy rates in an attempt to keep monetary policy from becoming restrictive. As R star drops, if central banks wouldn't cut policy rates or become more accommodative, then mechanically their policy stance will become more restrictive over time. So to truly grasp if monetary policy is accommodative or restrictive, you shouldn't look at outright Fed funds rate or outright ECB deposit rate. You should rather compare those to the equilibrium real interest rate R star. So if real yields are higher than the equilibrium R star or are getting very close to it very fast, the private sector all of a sudden will find it prohibitively expensive to access new credit and likely behave much more defensively. 
So cyclical growth and earnings will slow down, and so will also risk assets, as I show in the article. The opposite is true if short-term real yields, dictated by monetary policy mostly, are below equilibrium radar star and are dropping quickly below that, then the private sector will find it very easy to access credit. This will spur cyclical growth and earnings and also risk assets will benefit. So real yields are very important. They are in a secular declining trend driven by demographics and uh, stagnant productivity rates. And they were in this secular declining trend centuries before the Federal Reserve or other central banks were established. The world's population growth, apart from the post-Second World War period, where it grew round about 1%, it has grown for centuries at levels between 0 and 0.5%, which means that the labor force tends to stagnate in terms of growth, or sometimes as the population even ages and becomes older, even shrinks year after year in certain jurisdictions. That makes... Uh, the secular trend of equilibrium real interest rates much more likely to go down rather than up. And third, if you want to grasp if monetary policy is accommodative or restrictive, stop looking at absolute levels of inflation-adjusted federal funds rate, for example, but look at relative levels of short-term real yields against the equilibrium rate R star. Those matter much more than absolute levels. Thank you for being a subscriber and a listener of the Macro Compass, and we'll be back soon with another article. Ciao, guys.